Hey folks, this is Brittany breaking in to let you know we will be sampling some beers you can simulate at home if you want to stop the show and drink along when you have them. We are working with Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale, and if you buy a six-pack of fresh bottles, you can try this experiment as well. We are testing bad beer treatments, so place one bottle in each of these places. In the refrigerator, in a dark room temperature area, in a dark hot part of the house, like on top of the fridge, near a radiator, or in a garage without AC, and on a windowsill in direct sunlight. Lastly, we also oxidized a beer by adding pure oxygen. We had to recap it using homebrew supplies, but you may be able to simulate the same thing by opening then recapping the bottle. There's plenty of oxygen in the air, and you can probably get a similar effect as pure oxygen. Let all those bottles sit for at least two weeks but the longer they go, the more evident the differences will be. Have fun as you have a drink. Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. My God, we did it. We finally did it. All the beer, it was... We finally did it! You maniacs! You left it in the sun! Damn you! Damn you all the hell! Sorry, all this bad beer made me go full Heston. Uh, today we're doing an experiment to see what bad conditions can do to a beer, uh, so don't try this at home. Uh, we're semi-professionals. So watch and listen as we have a drink. <laughs> Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you can learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Hello. Hey, guys. All right. So what uh, what's everyone been up to and since uh, we last all met after our time-traveling experiments? <laughs> it has been two weeks. Two weeks, yes. And uh, other than the fact that uh, we've been up there, you can talk about that here in just a minute, guys. Um, we will be moving in the next two weeks. Oh, that's so soon. <laughs> we put a deposit in for another place to rent. We're not. Uh, no, okay. We're not going to be buying just yet, but uh, got us a little bit closer to to work for both of us, and mm. uh, about fifteen minutes closer. So. That'll be happy in the morning. I'm, I'm not late for work. <laughs> I'm gonna need an address for when I inevitably come by to visit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at this point we're uh, moving a little bit closer to uh, where I grew up, at least within about five minutes of there. So back in the old stomping ground, at least. <laughs> Is it uh, more accommodating to the babies? <laughs> it could you know? be. It's a uh, 
it's a three bedroom um house instead of you know townhouse apartment that sort of thing so you know a little bit larger a little bit larger space in that regard we have uh, two whole bedrooms when i visit uh, yes well actually i've got everything moved so that i'll have one spare bedroom and then an office Mm. So we could keep the cats out of your your bedroom, Bob. I say I was actually referring to the cats when I was saying because <laughs> you have like what five now? Twenty seven. Tell the landlord that. Uh, <laughs> we said two, so two doesn't sound nearly as crazy, and it's not illegal in Nebraska. Sure. Illegal in Nebraska. Um, yeah, I think in Nebraska it's illegal to have five or more cats in one house. Wow. Really, I think That's I think it was Nebraska. We were looking it up. We're legal in Nebraska right now. Ah, uh, okay, Justin. Um, yeah, outside of uh, my visits up to see you guys, uh, haven't been up to a whole lot myself. Uh, but he did have some uh, beer from up uh, up Chris and Brittany's neck of the woods. Uh, had some uh, uh, Listerman stuff they brought down. Mm. Uh, him and uh, he works at a brewery. Uh, my friend works at a brewery. He was there with one of his other, one of the other. Uh, I think he was actually with the brewer. But they brought stuff up to talk to the. To, they were at Listerman. They're they're talking. Oh yeah, you know, since we're here, we've got some of our stuff. Here you go. He's like, oh, thanks so much. Uh, here, take a twelve pack. <laughs> since we're playing this game, <laughs> and he, they're like, dude, that's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, like I appreciate it. you guys enjoy this. You know, and I, so he he's like he's like I have so much beer, uh, so he brought it over to our game night, and they had uh, some of the chacao, and I can't remember the variant of it now. Chacao, <laughs> uh, But they also had uh, some some special gin barrel, uh, some Belgian gin barrel aged, uh, 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 with like orange peel juniper berries and i don't know probably coriander i don't know uh sounds interesting it does sound interesting doesn't it (laughs) was it not (laughs) it it didn't quite pan out may you live in interesting beers yeah uh just that isn't that the theme of today um it it was it was fine but it just wasn't what i was hoping for Hmm. hmm Uh, it just sounded like it was something I was going. Oh, this this would be interesting. Like a whole, uh, oh, eh, it just kind of tasted barrel agey. It was a little too boozy, is all. But uh, that's always a problem. Yeah. yeah. Still, nonetheless, there was some good stuff to be drank. Speaking <laughs> of good stuff to be drank. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so those who um, pay attention to the live show may have noticed that last week, as we mentioned, uh, there was no live show or. Or no, uh, no news show last week. Um, last weekend was it feel it feels like it was actually ages ago at this point, but it was this last weekend. It does. Um, that was our uh, the baby shower that we had at uh, Streetside Brewery in Cincinnati. Uh, yes, hey, I, I, the I, hat. I don't know if I've heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's no way we've mentioned them so much. Yeah, never. Uh, and the baby shower went really, really, really well. We got uh, a lot of the um, kind of the big items that we needed, and everybody had, seemed to have a good time. Like it was just, it was just a bunch of hanging out, and that's what I liked. Like I just wanted people to get meet and and have fun and just chill. 
I described it. I described my interactions on Twitter as uh, I would see someone get excited, try to catch up, and then realize that they had to tell me everything about them in like 30 seconds before I saw someone else and I had to go do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely like the the, the socializing was strong that day. It was just I didn't, like... Yeah, as one of the hosts, the I didn't get to eat half of the food. <laughs> I didn't even get to taste half of the beer. Yeah. That we were paying for for everyone. And I was like, I want, I was like, oh, we're just doing this whole tab, so I want to drink everything. And I got to have two beers. <laughs> what? No, three. Three. I had my fourth beer after everyone left, and I was going up to close the tab out, and that's when I got the drinking horn filled. And I was just like, just fill it up for me. <laughs> and I'm closing oh, yeah. the tab. Oh, yeah. Your horn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the food was really good, though. And that was from the food truck that was located at the brewery. Um, they 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 drive they drive and park there every day. Yes, yes. Uh, but no, it, the the place was so nice and it it was very organized and the food was amazing. Those oh that the hummus and that that uh, like mm. flatbread pizza stuff. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Flatbread pizza was pretty good. Uh, the tenders. The tenders were real good. And the yeah. and the uh, chipotle deviled eggs. Mm. Everybody was like. <sighs> Those were my favorites. Half yeah. the people didn't not get a, to try not them. A big, yeah, not a big deviled egg fan, but it it was good. They they they're different than normal deviled eggs. That's for that's definitely yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, so yeah, the food was really good, <laughs> but we had a lot of food left over. Um, as far <laughs> as the because what it is is they brought them out in kind of like courses basically. So they had like the appetizers, and then they brought out like the next thing up and then finally like the chicken and um these little brisket uh barbecue sliders they were just beef brisket sliders and we had so much chicken and brisket sliders left over we were eating them for at least two days afterward (laughs) and i'm i'm kind of done with those right now (laughs) Um, after two days, we still had enough for we could have eaten the whole week on those and not had to pay for food. But after two days, it was like enough's enough. The, I need something else. The chicken wasn't so great the next day. Yeah, um, as the days went, the chicken was declining and yeah. uh, how good you could, it was. Like, you can make that into a chicken salad or we weren't that creative. We were too tired. Casserole. <laughs> we were just kind of tired of chicken. Uh, make it into a roach. Cat. <laughs> pterodactyl uh, <laughs> but uh and and miraculously we still have cake left <laughs> oh, <laughs> i don't nice. know how <laughs> we even got rid of I was some gonna of say, like i don't think i had any of the cake we had to throw out no, like you five had it, pounds the, of sliders you had it when um when we were doing the the game that night um i'm pretty sure so yeah uh, also last weekend we did our patron hangout and yes. played some games that was fun the only one who was the only well, I guess if you count Jim, who was physically here, everyone beat us. <laughs> That's, That's true. Yeah, like everyone else won except for any of us. I, I, I think won I won one, one. Smoke kicked her butt. Oh, smoke, smoke yeah. Just like he was killing it. Like a bad metaphor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he he was the only one virtually able to attend, and then Jim was here. No so. was here. Oh yeah, and then no. no. What are you talking about? Forgot about. I forgot about no. Uh, he because he didn't come in until later. Um, but yeah, no, that was a it was a good time last weekend. Those Jackbox games are just fun, really. They are, and we played a few um, that we hadn't played before. Uh, I really liked the um, the one where you pit the two words or two two things against each other. Mm-hmm. Oh God, what was it called? 
it started with a B. Bracketeering. Yes, yes, the bracket yeah. thing. Yeah. That was fun. Um, but yeah, so it was a good time. Um, mm. But beyond that, what um, our t- well, tooth saga continues. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the the tooth issues continue because uh, my dentist had decided he could not uh, properly deal with apparently my tooth because of issues in the roots. One of them was like the longest root they've ever seen and they didn't have the proper tools to deal with it. So he sent me off to a specialist who my appointment is with for not this coming Friday, but the Friday after that. An endontist? Yes. So that'll be fun because I have a calcified root and then the other root just horribly long and awful and apparently a nightmare that a normal dentist doesn't carry the proper tools to deal with. And he just basically admitted defeat, saying he didn't have the skill to do it with hand tools. <laughs> yeah, with those, it's best to go and see the specialist, because you get one shot, and then you lose the tooth. Yeah, so oh. it just means basically all the three hours I was in the chair last time is all a wash, and everything I'd paid for didn't matter, because the new place said, no, we just have to undo everything he did, so you don't get any kind of discount. He's like, even though he's referring me over to get the job finished. And I'm just like, well, screw you two. All right, then. I'm just out 1100 bucks. Yeah. Oh, God. So that's, uh, that hurts. Yep. There uh, there was one thing. Uh, due to various scheduling conflicts that came up at the last minute, uh, I had a couple friends that were going to get married today that I was going to go, go mm. see. Uh, I did kind of want to at least say congratulations to Sean and Stephanie. Uh, if oh, Sean yeah. happens to uh, catch this at some point, uh, great people and yeah, we like them. Have made it. I'm jealous of how, she's the really really pale one, right? <laughs> yes, the really really pale one. My kindred, like like that doesn't describe quite a few of. <laughs> well, I mean, like she, I was just jealous because she's she's like just she may as well be painted white, and I was like, man, I want to be that pale. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they. They were having a uh, an outdoor wedding today, and of course, it poured the rain. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, uh, I was driving so in that. I, yeah, I I don't know what I knew they they weren't having a huge to do, so like mm. it wasn't like crazy elaborate. But uh, I'll have to check in with them later to see how that went down. Yeah, if you're doing an outdoor wedding, always have a backup, uh, a way to move it indoors, <laughs> some kind of tent or something. Yeah, I think they had a they had somewhere they could they could go for that. It was. I just uh, I, I mostly I was at work for most of it and heard the rain through the roof oh. and went uh oh <laughs> yeah oh my god I was driving back in that from Lexington and it was only in Lexington like my my mom was like oh it's not raining here and then he said oh it's not raining up here at all and I was like of course so like as soon as I got done with getting new tires today so that was a good timing uh, yep. <laughs> I I got I got gas and then I look over and I just hear and like just a downpour on and i was like seriously guys <laughs> why i couldn't even see like driving back very well like i could barely see the cars in front of me wow yeah it didn't it didn't clear up until i was like much closer to here hmm. all right well that's the weather now <laughs> yeah. for some announcements <laughs> you're right that's you know we're here for for everything you want you want to hear um so our next live episode we're going to keep showing them live as much as we can. <laughs> uh, it'll be next Saturday, September 8th. That's going to be 9 p.m. Eastern, of course. 
covering Italian wine regions. Mm. Yes. So we did the French. only wine that I was able to enjoy at any point was an Italian wine. So maybe. Hmm. There. Maybe. It's been maybe a minute I'll for wine it. stuff for us, too. Because, like, the mead was kind of its own category. Like, yeah, it's kind of yeah. sort of listed as wine, but, I mean, it's not really the same thing. Right. Um. And, uh, oh, what's what's that right? Th- oh, we, we, we actually have dates to announce for our official thing happening now. Drinktacular uh, <laughs> happening February 22nd through the 24th of 2019. So this coming February in Asheville, North Carolina. So uh, we hope to see everybody down there, but it's going to be a weekend of brewery tours and hanging out. And I think we're trying to plan a special live episode. And uh, more things are getting planned and will be announced later. So right there's uh, the date, though. Uh, We've already booked our rooms and you're free to stay wherever you want to stay because a lot of people have their their haunts down in Asheville that they like to go to. And we didn't want to get in the way of wherever you might want to stay we are staying at the renaissance so if you want to be close to the action that's right downtown for a minute there i thought i was i thought the words fair were going to come after that and i was like oh <laughs> no no renaissance which is a marriott so if you are one of those marriott rewards points <laughs> like us <laughs> like yes might go that route either spend the points or really rack them up mm. So, uh, yeah, we may end up having a small ticket fee that comes with this. Uh, If that comes about, we will let you all know, but that will be just because we're trying to plan some uh, behind-the-scenes tours that cost moolah, and Mm. it would literally just cover the cost to get you into those, and we're trying to also do that so we can get a head count for arranging all these tours because they all need to know how many, so we can book that so we all go together. But you won't even have to get that. If you don't want to go on those tours with us, you can still come hang out. We're still going to be going, going brewery hopping and hanging out for bottle shares and things of that nature. So you don't even have to go with a ticket. But we would love to see everyone down there. And as more things come on that we can tell you about, we will let you all know. I wish I could go. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And then more of a localized thing, but... Localized. It's the biggest Oktoberfest in the country. But not mm. everybody who listens to us throughout the country is always able to attend. <laughs> but, True, uh, but Oktoberfest Zinzinati. So that is happening um, the first weekend of fall, uh, September 21st to the 23rd. And that we're, of course, going to be attending. Um, now, you, I, I think what um, you and Bob are going to be going to the, the Friday stuff. So this Friday the bef- of the winners. <laughs> the Friday before they do the little dachshund race with like where they're dressed up as hot dogs. <laughs> well, what I think would be better is if it was in fact like the running of the bulls <laughs> with yeah. dachshunds. Yeah, you're just like ah! <laughs> being chased. Dachshunds are vicious. That I, I are. would run. Yeah. <laughs> they are ankle biters. <laughs> But yeah, we're going to be down at the running of the wieners that Friday morning. I think it actually starts at like noon, but you got to get there two hours early if you want a standing spot to even see the dogs. And bring There's sunscreen and possibly an, an umbrella. Yes, because you are <laughs> out in the middle. Of, there is no shade. You are just exposed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and of course, uh, the Saturday, which is the main event kind of day for Oktoberfest, we usually get there when it starts. So, um, which is like, what, 11? 11, that's when, 11, 11, 30, something yeah, like that. Yeah, the opening ceremonies with a representative from Munich uh, giving it the official thumbs up 
mm-hmm. from Munich saying, yep, this is, we approve. And then Jim Cook staggers out on to the <laughs> stage and demands one of his beers. And then when they're like, oh, but we haven't tapped a keg yet, he goes staggering off, grabs a mug, and fills it himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's tapped now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, so we we always stay for the opening or come for the opening and like stay to like eh, about four p.m. Eastern. Not even that. I think we're usually gone by then because late. Like we're, af- usually we're like heading out at that point. La- like we're late done. afternoon, you can't move. It's just lines intersecting with other lines, and it's just a nightmare. Yeah, I would never recommend anybody go. I mean, people do, and you know, more power to you, I guess. But if you go after four or five p.m., I'm sorry, it's- but no, you can't move around there. It's not it's worth awful. it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm I'm hoping to... Okay, I'm not even... It's... it's. I don't know that I'll be able to make it to four. Because <laughs> I'm going to go for the food. Um, <laughs> but I probably won't be able to make it the whole We're time. We're just going to pack you in an Uber and send you back home after a while. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start the napping early. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes. So there's that. And uh, so if you do want to come down for that, please let us know, like contact us about like getting in touch and, and we can figure something out. But that's a good, what, two weeks from now, I think. Yeah. 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 Jeez. Crap. Coming soon. <laughs> like it's, ooh, okay. Uh, next up, um, today is September 1st, the day we're recording, and it is Patreon day. So um, all of the, uh, the charges for patrons and whatnot is, is coming out. So we want to make sure... Um, Especially since Patreon said that they changed some of their uh, some of their card stuff, and and you should be getting an email if your card does get declined. Just want to make sure that that you have your um, all your card information updated on Patreon. And if you're having an issue, let us know so we can let them know. They specifically sent us an email saying, "Hey, yeah, uh, if any of your patrons are having issues, send that on mm-hmm. to us." Yep. So, um, so just keep that in mind, but otherwise we want to, we do want to thank our patrons. Um, anybody who is supporting the show it has been a huge help. Um, it's basically paying for the show at this point, which is yeah. pretty great. Uh, we are huge fans. <laughs> um, so, and then finally we have, um, I assume one of the last, uh, movie draft updates. Look, unless crazy, crazy rich Asians is just hauling in the cash, I think we're out of this. Yeah, but here is uh, let's let's see where we're at here. Welcome to your BT Movie Draft Minute presented by DiamondClub.tv for the week of August 27th, 2018. I'm your host, Big Voice Jay. I don't know about you, but I slept like a log last night. I don't know how I got in the fireplace. Let's go to the scoreboard. Team Walking Drunk is in last place with $400.8 million. Team Game Night is in fifth place with $567.7 million. Team Retro Misery is in fourth place with $740.7 million. Team The Bond Squad is in third place with $780.7 million. Team Have a Drink is in second place with $852.7 million. And pushing everyone on their own property, it's Team Movie Party with $1,037.3 million. That's your movie draft minute. All totals are accurate as of September 1st, 2018. Well, we went All from right. third to second, so that's something. Yeah, yeah. Crazy Asians keeping us, keeping us up there, keeping us competitive. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay yes. with second. Second's great. <laughs> Second's not last. Uh, by the end of this weekend, Crazy Rich Asians should be reaching about 120 million. It looks like. Mm. So, uh, the, 
<laughs> Horrible mentality. If uh, Labor Day is really nice to us, maybe we can make that into like three hundred million. Hmm. Call me crazy, but I don't think it's going to be one of those Labor Day kind of movies. <laughs> you don't know it's that. the movie you go and see with your family. You never know. Yeah, with your crazy family who buys yeah. who buys seven movie theaters just to. Or maybe just That's your crazy Asian family. It's just know. all the really rich families to come in and buy an entire theater. So it is movie. It is outperforming what I expected. I will say that. It, it's got a lot of buzz because of the um, the representation factor. You know, you, you don't have, like, people are, are making a big thing about it because it's an all Asian cast and it's not, it's actually doing fairly well. It's not whitewashed. Yeah, there's none of like that's the thing. It's it's not. I don't know. It's mainstream, I guess. You know. And they didn't sell directly to Netflix. Right, right. Like it's a legit movie that's in the in the theaters and it's doing fairly well. I'm just curious, what would this movie have been like if uh, we replaced the the male lead with Tilda Swinton? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh. All right, well, let's jump into some news. Uh. All right, uh, this week goes to the dogs, or the brew dog. Uh, we, have, <laughs> we have a few stories to talk about, so uh, since our time off, brew dog has been making quite a few headlines, and since uh, we didn't do a news show last week, to talk about this or add it into the actual show, uh, we have to announce it now and say that the doghouse is now officially open. And if you're how much un- do you imagine people are like walking through that place barking? Oh, I'd, <laughs> I would be. I'm sure it's fairly annoying to the staff. Yeah. So if you're unaware, the uh, the doghouse is a brewery and hotel operated by uh, Brewdog. And it's in Columbus, Ohio. This is a... The hotel is uh, pretty well booked up, (laughs) as you might imagine. It is not the largest hotel, but it surrounds... It's like on the perimeter of their new Sours Brewery. And most of the rooms, or at least all the interior rooms, like your balconies and everything, come out into the brewery. So that is pretty awesome. That's uh, that's more of the balcony I would like. (laughs) So, Instead of like, oh, look at this wonderful beach view. Too much sun. <laughs> Step out into the brewery. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, they call this their state-of-the-art eco-brewery and overworked sour beer facility. The biggest project in our history can be found on a 42-acre site in Columbus, Ohio. A new home in our new home state and the epicenter for all things BrewDog in America to ensure our beer gets to the U.S. tasting as amazing as possible. We are now brewing it right here. Uh, So, the hotel features, uh, who needs an alarm call when you can wake up to the aromas of brewing? Uh, From your room, you can see, hear, and smell our sour beer fooders and take it all in. Head down for a beer-paired breakfast, spend time reading the latest brewing books, even sit back with a draft beer poured from your room's very own brew dog tap. All Crazy. Right. How good do you imagine their ventilation has to be? <laughs> because I remember you telling me that, that there's a whole lot of CO2 that comes off of this stuff. Yeah. 
you don't want to have dead hotel guests. <laughs> no. In the middle of the night, you don't want you don't want these people to not wake up. I wasn't going to say wake up dead in the middle of the night, but that doesn't make sense either. But yes. I'm sure they have um, sensors. In as you, because everything that comes out to the brew deck overlooking the brew deck, you know, if that's all just putting out CO2, you've got to have basically fresh air pumped in one side and, and pushed out the other. And so probably giant fans pushing yeah. air through the brewery. Huge, huge <laughs> ass fans. Well, huge. <laughs> Well, they, that's my uh, that's my ripoff of uh, the the Lexington company, so I can't get sued. Oh, well, um, they have a small quantity of rooms, uh, thirty two rooms, including eight deluxe suites. Uh, they have workout facility, uh, Brewdog Overworks sour beer facility, views throughout. So not every room will have a view directly in. To the brewery, but uh, I'm guessing the hallways and corridors will all have some of those. Uh, a lobby bar with games and activities, a marketplace for takeaway food, international continental breakfast offered daily, and select dog-friendly rooms. Oh, <laughs> so when someone is barking, the uh, the actual dogs are going to bark. <laughs> Start wondering why you're barking at them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Next, so you know, you, the dogs are shouting back in dog. What'd you say about my mother? <laughs> they do have conference and meeting spaces, which makes me think maybe uh, a, a nice little meetup may have to happen there. when Once the buzz dies down and you can actually, you know, get in. Yeah. Um, craft beer for the people. Uh, the museum, a one-of-a-kind conference facility. Uh, sensory and training room. Mezzanine level for meetings. Observation deck and lounge. Uh, so, all the rooms, all of the rooms include complimentary standard Wi-Fi, one would hope. 42-inch flat-screen smart TVs, a mini-fridge with a curated selection of Martin and James's favorite beers. Not That's not saying BrewDog beers, just the <laughs> two head honchos favorite beers hmm. in every room. Uh, seasonal selection. There's a whole lot of PBR in here, guys. <laughs> yeah, you, I guess you could get screwed on it that way. Uh, seasonal selection of Brewdog beer for purchase on draft in the room. Uh, that's the other thing that uh, is really unique about this hotel is you get uh, drafts directly in your room. So you've got the tap handle there, and I'm guessing it's just metered, and you end up, when you go to check out, you have to pay probably per ounce of what you drank. <laughs> oh my gosh. You have to pay all of it. <laughs> Here I'm gonna show this on stream, cause oh yeah, it looks crazy. Uh, yeah. Rainfall showers. Uh, they say water, not beer. Uh, In-room coffee provided by Columbus Finest. Pillow top mattress and luxury linens and locally made craft beer soaps. And they have a nice little link there. Oh, rooms are booking now. Click here to book. Yeah, you can't well, get an amazing. opening until December. Yeah, the reason the, they mentioned well, even the, I tried to go in and book through the system and it's saying rate has a lead time requirement so de- suggest so, uh, pick a different rate so i don't know hmm. so what they're saying right why. now it's not that crazily priced for what this place is from what they're showing right now so a weekend rate uh being friday through sunday or friday night and saturday night are gonna thursday friday saturday are gonna cost you 182 dollars a night 
And uh, regular weeknights, it's looking like it's going to run you about 162 a night. I'm guessing those are all for standard rooms. Um, yeah. You can get a check-in for November 16th, I'm seeing. It look, those may have booked Our since time. I opened the tab. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they don't have many openings until December on a weekend. Hmm. I was going to say, they, uh, they mentioned the the rainfall of water not beer shower because they have their deluxe rooms that if i'm not mistaken have the hot tubs with beer uh i don't see that that was we covered the story when they were talking about it, it being launched oh mm-hmm. okay so, but yeah uh, it's still planning that but they may have a I would spa with part. that i don't i don't think i don't see it in any of the pictures the, the rooms look awesome though like holy crap oh yeah especially the deluxe suites where they have just like a big garage door that opens like puts you you could almost jump off like jump out the window and land in a fooder <laughs> like they're right there those are the uh, the brewmaster suites it says oh i would love that we need to do it <laughs> all right so uh not to not to just be sitting down after they just launched that well uh <laughs> They've also come out and launched their own uh, on-demand video service. <gasps> like you do. Yes. Uh, Netflix has been spending money on streaming video content like, uh, well, A Drunken Sailor. Now comes a subscription VOD production from a Scottish beer brewing company that's geared around uh, tippling lifestyle. With a show lineup that includes such fare as Are You Smarter Than a Drunk Person? And... And this is the the big exclamation to all of this: the return of a uh, a favorite that disappeared for a while, but you could find it. In hero the, of ours, a hero. And there's I don't. If you're listening to the show, there's no way you have no idea about. Well, we'll go yeah. ahead and play the music and see if you know what I'm talking about. Every night, in every city around the world, it happens. People pour into local watering holes to, well, drink. It's my mission, that's me, to traverse the globe, getting to these different people in their journey. We're, of course, talking about Three Sheets has returned as... It's new incarnation. Four Sheets. Look, the show's been under a lot of different incarnations. And You've had it's, three it's, sheets, <laughs> drinking made easy, chug. <laughs> so now it's back, and as four sheets, I'm sure, for some kind of weird copyright reasons. But it is uh, Zane on more of his drinking excursions, this time getting a lot more international and a lot more, I'll say, well-produced uh, from some of the things out there. that they, They've already got, what, two or three of the episodes up? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think the first episode's in Scotland, so uh, really, Peru. huh? Episode one oh. says Peru. Well, uh, the first season will be uh, Peru and Scotland and things like that. Yeah. Anyway, there are other reasons to get in on this network. Uh, Indie Brewery Brewdog is launching the Brew Dog Network with several hundred hours of programming spanning craft beer, cocktails, food, travel, comedy, game shows, and documentaries. Uh, so the service, priced at only $5 monthly, features 14 original series at launch, including The Brewdog Show, a re- reboot of the TV series that previously aired on uh, NBC Universal's Esquire Network, which shut down in early 2017, 
Uh, the service is available worldwide on Android and iOS devices and online at BrewDogNetwork.com. Five buck per month fee, uh, the company noted, is less than the price of a pint of beer. <laughs> Important. Exactly. Uh, the new BrewDog show features James Watts and Martin Dickey, uh, co-founders of the brewery, traveling the world to celebrate other beer-making practitioners and enthusiasts. The company's headquarters uh, is located north of Aberdeen, Scotland, and its U.S. operations are housed in a 42-acre site in Columbus with now the... The nice hotel. So uh, I'm I'm really curious about: Are you smarter than a drunk person? Uh, Depends on the drunk person, really. It's going to be hosted by actress comedian Allison Becker from Parks and Recreation. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, four sheets featuring comedian Zane Lamprey. Oh, who would have uh, yeah. <laughs> in a uh, drinkation? <laughs> Adventure inspired by his long-running series, Three Sheets, uh, and Business Punks, a docuseries in which uh, Watt profiles business misfits who have clawed their way to success. Overall, i got to say, I'm just super pumped about this. I don't know if they're actually going to make any money on it. Hmm. I think $5 a month isn't a bad price, though, no. for... No, but uh, I think yeah. one of us has already bit the bullet and gotten a subscription. Oh, I've been watching for a, a couple hours now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you'd just be like, huh, what? No, do they have a yep, free I'm trial? Here basically, is... barely. No, I don't There's think the craft beer adventure thing here where they've got like a three-vessel brewing set up, homebrew set up. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> we'll watch this. Do they have a free trial of no. the thing? No? Okay. No. Well, yes, they do, actually, but you got to oh. put in your credit card information. So it's like oh. seven days for free. Well, you might as well just bite the bullet and go ahead and yeah. hop on that. So I wonder if it would if the service will be complimentary if you're staying at the hotel. Ooh! Oh, like it's on like the on. the hotel. TVs. Yeah, if that is just the hotel TV. Is just that network. that would be really smart. Or if it's like the that hotel would be channel. smarter than a drunk person. <laughs> oh. All right, so uh, yeah, that's the I guess the brew dog update. Everyone needs to. Uh, Get that ass to Columbus. <laughs> or Scotland. You know, whichever you want to do. Well, no, they don't have the hotel in Scotland. Uh, they're hitting all kinds of snags there. Oh. So they're trying to get uh, the hotel opened in Scotland, but the one in Columbus is already open and doing business. Okay, true. But if you just want to go to BrewDog, I mean, that's an option, too. But uh, <laughs> if you'd like to hear about something that's, you know, not BrewDog-centric... Uh, you can head on over to our full news show. That's right. We do an entire hour, well, close to an hour, of nothing but uh, beer, wine, spirits, and other beverage news. And this week, uh, what were we talking about this week? I think we had uh, the ill-named uh, Star Trek vodka. Hmm. Why is it not uh, nuclear, <laughs> nuclear vessels. vessels? Nuclear vessels, yeah. That. Um. And then the Disneyland having a, its first bar. Disneyland now getting wet. And uh, we discussed at length about how Disney World has finally pretty much over, guys. <laughs> against Walt's wishes. Look, he's been frozen for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, I just finished a, a book series called The Bobaverse about a guy that froze himself like in this day and time. And then in 100 years, they unfreeze him to turn him into a space probe. <laughs> Wow. It's a good series, first off, but 
Huh. Could you imagine if it was Walt Disney that was a space probe? <laughs> wow. Uh, terrible space probe. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lot of things I have to say about that. Let's, let's <laughs> move on to untap. Get riggedy, riggedy, All right, we've got an untapped badge for you today. The art of aroma. And not the aroma found- that wafts out of our hotel rooms. <laughs> from Founder. Uh <laughs> The all-new seasonal from Founders Brewing promises to truly showcase the tropical aroma of Mosaic Hops. The aptly named Mosaic Promise proudly features Mosaic Hops and Golden Promise Malt. The versatility of the hops, pleasing aroma, and uh, traditional barley depth of flavor uh, create a clean, rich, golden beer, which you are sure to enjoy. Take a step back from the complex and enjoy this simple yet flavorful beer, and you'll be rewarded. Check into one Mosaic Promise from Founders uh, between September 1st, so today as of recording, and the 30th, so you got the month. And unlock the Art of Aroma badge. Hmm. All right, uh, and if you'd like to add us on Untapped, uh, where you can also direct messages now, uh, Mm -hmm. I am WalkerX42. I am Wanyam. I am at, or yeah, Casey Price, just my name. (laughs) And I'm at Spiced and Hoppy. All right. Um, I believe we have a special topic. We're not that drunk. Seeking bastards. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. So uh, some of you who maybe, you know, read the title of this or are keeping count might have realized this is our hundredth episode. Oh, that's what I should have had ready. The Kermit the Frog, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes, this is our 100th episode, and it took us a while to get here, but you know, we started out the first couple of years going bi-weekly. Yeah. So it's not been, you but know, it messes until, with stuff a little bit, yeah, but we, we kind of ramped things up here this year. So uh, we finally <laughs> got to this, and let's, uh, what what's in store, Casey? So Casey's, Casey's the one who set all this up. It's something we've all really wanted to do. I changed yeah, hats we've been just trying for this to, occasion. <laughs> we've been trying to figure out exactly what we wanted to do for this 100th episode, and so um, we decided to do the things to beer that you should never do to beer. <laughs> so we'll drink so you don't have to. It's like a don't try this if at home, you, kids. If you are a beer lover, and uh, I'm pretty sure most of the folks that listen to us are, um, either that or they're trying to figure out what they need to do for the lawsuit, um, you can try this at home, but you may not want to. So what we've done is we've taken the classic, the one and only, the Sierra Nevada Pell and we've done bad things to it. We've showcased uh, how not to store your beer. Yeah. So that, that that has a better connotation than we've done bad things to it because <laughs> I mean we've been very bad people. We have done um, it, the the Ale is what uh, firstwefeast.com says is your favorite brewer's favorite beer and what craftbeer.com says a turning point for American craft beer and we have I, I would, taken I this would beer agree more because, with the second one <laughs> <laughs> They're a good um, brewer none of my favorite but very good um, we've taken this beer and we've treated it very poorly so that we can figure out exactly what is happening to beers whenever you 
go in and don't store them appropriately or whenever you age them too long or age them in the appropriate way. Um, so we've kind of figured out exactly what happens and why it happens. And, and we're here to, to sample a little bit. Uh, Brittany, maybe more smell a little bit yeah. of, uh, of these beers as we go through. So as a start, we do have the traditional Pale Ale. And I think we should all have a glass of the Pale Ale poured beside of us as we go through today. So this is the the control factor, right? Yeah, it's the control group, and and that way we can kind of see exactly what what this is. Now the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale starts his life as a five point six percent Pale Ale, of course, um, with a bitterness unit of thirty eight. It's just got their traditional L yeast, Cascade hops all the way through, two row Pale yeah, malt and caramel malt. One of the simplest malt bills and and hop bills you're going to find in the world of beer just take a little whiff of that as i poured it and i was like yeah that's cascade they all put, the way don't they put the recipe all that piney up? and west coasty hop flavor the recipe's yep. up on their website isn't it they're like oh yeah if you want to homebrew this yeah i wouldn't be surprised oh it is it is it yes is. They, they well i mean they're also known for like you know they have the whole thing like yeah this is how you torpedo beer this is how you do it just you know just oh. say what you're doing to it it's fresh. It's crisp. It's got all those tr- classic traditional flavors. Oh, now mm. when yeah. <laughs> when we went into this experiment, we were thinking, okay, um, what can we do to this beer to make it bad? <laughs> and what what can you do to beer after uh, you get it to to not do good things to it? So most of the time, you want to keep your beer cold. But what happens if you let it age at an ambient temperature? And so that's what this first one that we're going to taste right beside of the um right beside of the the classic example it's the ambient I, I, by the way guys beer. i broke out the old dump cup from the uh Ours from the, the up, video so. uh sample pack days Ours is <laughs> packed i have a up. feeling i'm gonna have to use it oh yeah no there's there might be some that i want to dump but there's not gonna be no dump cup so this is the cap marked a correct yes okay ambient so no matter how we treated them, we did chill this them before serving ourselves. Amb- yep. Ambient, right? This is not the one that Casey spiked with ambient. I didn't say that. <laughs> so this beer is about six months older than the controlled beer. Oh. Oh, really? Okay. And they're really good about every batch being exactly the same. That's why I wanted to go with Sierra Nevada with these. It's simple, but it's also the same all the way across. Uh, for science, going to use a little room temperature water to rinse the palate. So smell the two side by side. And Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale is one of their non-pasteurized live yeast beers. So there it was live yeast going into this whenever they started. It's uh it's a little less uh vibrant, I'll say. Yeah, that. it's pretty muted and kind of dead. Yeah. Like that that first one fizzed like like a well I, I don't know. I was about to say like a well-born child, and I was like, "That makes absolutely it, no." It no sounded sense. it sounded like a soda fountain, like just. Mm. Shh, and this one was just kind of like. Eh. <laughs> yeah, this one's kind of got dulled all those flavors. So I, got, I picked that up, and that's what you would commonly see in in beer staling, um, where all the flavors kind of shift from being vibrant and fresh. You know, the beer that we're drinking here is the control group was brewed, I think at this point, it's still fairly old. It's like two months old. 
but it's still got a lot of a lot of backbone behind it. The one that we're looking at in our in our control group or in our uh, glasses right now as being the aged one is eight months old at this point. So yeah, it had a good amount of time. Like all the good flavor feels like it just dropped out of it. All I get is like a biscuity malt. Like that's that's all that's there. Yeah, that's all that's left. Yep. It, it's kind of like a, if you could uh, pull the <laughs> pull the butteriness out of a fat tire. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's kind of yeah. all that's here. <laughs> it's just like that little bit of malt. Otherwise, it's just plain nothing. It's not. Yep, the hops not are terrible. It's just yeah. I feel like the the fresh beer has a crispness to it. Yeah. And this has lost that crispness. Um, lost that leaven feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just from like room temperature, essentially. Yeah, yeah. just okay. storing room temperature over time. Exactly, ambient room temperature. Mm. Um, I set this in a dark corner of my bookshelf. Yeah, for, for <laughs> my house, that's usually sixty-eight, sixty-nine degrees is I, room temperature here. I okay. put it on my computer desk. That's where yep. it, it. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. It sat because there's no sun hitting my computer desk and. Hmm. It's right. I could see it all the time. I knew it was. I knew it was fine. Now, between the ambient temperature and the next one, there may be a little bit of a difference, but it, I don't think it's going to be a ton. Um, but again, I haven't tried this before, so <laughs> I may be very wrong. Which so which the next one's H. H. This and is that stands one. for hot. Oh, the yeah, hot this one. Is the one. You recommended uh, we put, uh, and I did what you said, of put it on top of a refrigerator. Yep. I put mine on top of the hot water heater. Yeah. Which, yep. Uh, we don't have a hot water heater that I have access to. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. But your apartment can get hot, though. So, like, you're, it can. You're, <laughs> but this is the time of year when I actually have AC. Hmm. So, this is where. Hopefully, when you're hearing what we did to these beers, you're cringing. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> Why? You put it on a hot water heater for a week. You're I don't, a monster. There's whatever Casey had done to it before that. Yeah, so for me, I put everything that was hot went to the top of the stairs in my garage. Oh. So you got the, the traditional, during this summer, you've gotten that wow. 90 degrees. And then it's at the ceiling of a room that, in its normal temperature is 90 degrees. So you're probably yeah. getting up into the hundreds throughout the day. Just look at how little fizz there is compared to the... Hmm. Yeah, mine didn't do much. <laughs> now, I said that we probably wouldn't see a lot, but I'm actually getting a little bit more um, out of this than what I thought we would, out of the difference between the last two. So stale used to be sort of a term that wasn't always bad. In, in like the 1800s in England, stale just meant old. Mm. And old didn't necessarily mean that it was a bad thing. It's just something that that happened. Um, Tastes like stale water. It is much more watery. And <laughs> let me tell thing? you, no, it these, is. Two, these two beers came out of the exact same six-pack. Yeah. 12-pack, actually, all these two. 12-pack. No, so it, it went yeah. completely different. It went, went even more watery than what you would have expected. Hmm. Brittany, I say stale water. I'm correct. No, he's <laughs> it very makes correct. Sense, but that's that's weird. <laughs> yeah, like like it doesn't have that maltiness. It just has like a like a a slight bitter aftertaste. Yeah, kind of like uh, it's carbonated water of beer. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's like I'm drinking Bud Light. No. So no, it's <laughs> when you hear when you see the labels for the hop water, this is oh. what your brain goes, Oh, that must be what hop water is. <laughs> uh hold on. Now I've got a second tasting glass of the original. The, there you the, go. The control. So let's control. uh Oh. That has so much more flavor in there. Like it's so much nicer than that. That's and and the biggest difference is that this is going to happen if you let this beer sit for six months, it's going to stale. But the problem is the hotter it is, the faster that's going to happen. Yeah. And so if you can fridge a beer or put it in the refrigerator and keep it cold, all the chemical reactions and everything that has to cascade down to cause the beer to get stale happens at a much slower pace. Mm. And so the cooler you can make that beer, the slower that whole process is going to happen. That's that's getting dumped. <laughs> <laughs> that's also the case now, if there happens to be something in the beer that was unintended, it will work at a much slower pace. Yep. And, and that was in, in history, you know, that was something they had to deal with was the fact that these beers were not sterile or they, they had things in there that weren't wanted. They had bacteria in, right. and um, various different things that yeasts that were wild. Sierra Nevada is really good about making sure that every bottle that goes out is clean and it's only got the yeast that they want in there. So we know that these haven't had t the ability to really get um, not, not only stale, but also, have that infection quality. Hmm. But that's the definitely something that could have stuff. happened yeah. um, if it was a brewer that had worse quality control. Okay. So, so the what is it, two weeks or a week that of, of extreme heat? Oh, Casey did it for... Casey did a lot of the damage already. So I did it probably for about a month okay, okay. in total. So two weeks here and then two weeks there, probably. Okay, what so a month of extreme heat resulted yep. in a wateriness... Of the beer and and down in flavor, yeah. Like drinking stagnant water. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the lost dune from New Holland. Oh, oh. Forgot about that one. <laughs> so now that we've kind of seen what what beer does over time and how it kind of stales over time. Let's add one more factor in there. So not only are we going to hit heat in this next one, we're going to add light. And so you're going to have the light of this. Uh, this beer was either put in a window seal or actually on the ones before you got them. They were put on our, my back porch outdoors. Oh, God. Mm. So this one has the O on it because it was outside. I'm These afraid are the ones that felt like I was just announcing to all of my neighbors this man drinks. <laughs> yeah, because no, I put it in a windowsill, a west-facing windowsill. Oh so yeah. So in the evenings, it just got obliterated. But it was also it's like at eye level for the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. So everybody oh was just like, "Goodness, that smells terrible." I'm afraid. <laughs> oh no, oh, I gotta smell this one now. We're gonna pop it. I I didn't Still even have to this? pour it. I actually picked it oh, up as, oh. as I opened it up. Is that it's? Is that the hamper? Yeah. That's what I thought. It's got that that emperor. Dang. Oh. oh. Why would you do that to a beer? <laughs> Get a, dig your nose into that. Get a good whiff. <laughs> that literally smells like a skunk. Yep. I'm, yeah. 
I'm like, there's still no other word congested, for that. and I smelled that like instantly, and I kept <laughs> no. thinking, "What happened?" As no. soon as I like, I didn't even pour it. I just popped the cap, and I was just like, "Oh, I can smell it." Oh God, oh, we got light is a light is a son of a bitch. To say this oh. just goes to my point that the sun is not your friend. That is <laughs> true, Brittany. I've been on this side the whole time. I'm just saying. Oh, we were tongue into this. It ruins your skin. It ruins beer. Dude, it's just bad. Do I have to? Yeah. That that so, smells straight up like you're driving along, and it's like, oh, somebody hit a skunk. Uh, you know. Okay. Yep. It doesn't have. It's not. It doesn't have a whole lot of flavor until until it's the aftertaste. Oh, it's bad. Oh, oh. Yeah. No. That to me tastes a lot like some of those green bottled um, European pilsners. Like when the Heineken goes bad. Oh, it's metallic. Mm. (laughs) Well, that's that's so that's the interesting thing. It's like I'm licking rusty hypodermic (laughs) needles. So that's the interesting thing because obviously Sierra Nevada does brown bottles. So so these these brown bottles were kept out in the light and heat. Can you imagine what happens to Corona? Oh my gosh, yeah. Or if these, so imagine, yeah, if these were clear or green bottles, mm-hmm. like the the extent to which you're drinking, like the skunk. <laughs> That's awful. Exactly. Oh. Um. Yeah, because your your brown bottles will block out ninety percent of the light that's hitting the beer. But we're leaving it out there for yeah, two that, weeks, that- three weeks, whatever it ended up being. That bad flavor like lingers on the tongue too. Like I tried to get the original without doing water, and it's just like, no, it's oh. there. It's overpowering. So let's get a little sciencey on this. So certain compounds in hops are light sensitive, and when they are exposed to a strong light, the f- there's a photo oxidation reaction that takes place. So oxidation is is something we're going to look at here in just a minute. But you can actually um, create the same sort of effect in the cleaving. Um, with this light. And so you create the compound 3-methyl, 2-butene, 1-thiol, or MBT. And it's one of the most powerful flavored substances actually known to man. Wow. It is the same odor compound that you're going to find in a skunk. Yeah. So you're literally drinking Nailed it. skunk spray. <laughs> oh. That, and uh, this was from, first from our years, from our years first... of uh, our years of 4-H camp, Casey. We know skunk smell. <laughs> they just like to linger around in the middle of the night, right? Wherever Chuck they is, like to linger around Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's not been there for years. One of my cousins went this past year. Not no single skunk. Nope. <laughs> so German chemist, and they're always German because of the beer aspect there. But Carl Lintner first reported in 1875 the formation of an offending taste. An obnoxious beer odor. We have uh, that ways was of ruining your beer. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, however, until 1960 that Yoshiro Kurowai sure, suggested that the main component of this off flavor was MBT. So it wasn't necessarily um, known what it was that was causing it until the 1960s. Okay, and what's, that, what's that acronym I'm again? Sure, what's that? What's that acronym again? Uh, MBT. I'm MBT. Uh, I'm not down with MBT. Yeah, no, not. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, I won't even go there. Um, <laughs> so 
<laughs> it was said that it was a photo decomposition of isohumulones. And so isohumulones are, you know how we talked about alpha acids. Yeah. And some of these other oils and, and hop, there's humulones that are in a beer. Um, part of the compound of the hop is, is a humulone. Um, there's cohumulones, uh, there's humulones, there's, there's a lot of different components there. But whenever that humulone is exposed to heat, it's uh, broken, or it's just like alpha acids, they're turned into that bittering compound. This is turned into isohumulone. In isohumulone, that can then be affected by light, and this is where you get, uh, you get this breakdown that happens. Um, you know... This really makes me like the Emperor more. <laughs> yeah. Because I went, you know what? They didn't taste nearly that bad. See, I, I guess I'm for. I, I oddly enjoyed the Emperor. I'm, I'm like the only person. Everyone else is like, no, it just tastes like a terrible beer. <laughs> like, yeah, it hints to that, yes. That's just because of the skunkiness, and hemp gets a little skunky sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the cool part. It's the blue part of the spectrum that actually is more effective on light stri- striking beer than anything else. Hmm. So the, the 350 the lower, to 500 nanometers, that's m- that's more of what's affecting it. And if you're out in you know out in the the sun with a clear glass of beer that's been poured off of a tap, tasting panels have shown that it only takes about 10 seconds of full sunshine for you to see the difference. Oh, in wow. your glass of beer. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That, that was so. Uh, they did some of this on an episode of Modern Rogue. Dark. I want a completely dark drinking mug. <laughs> they did some <laughs> of this on Modern Rogue with uh, the beerists, and they did under an hour. It was like forty minutes or something, in yep. uh, out in the Texas sun, and it was enough to produce a complete skunking. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. Now here's another thing. Fluorescent lighting can cause this to happen in just a few days or weeks. So you go into your local brewery, or not your local brewery, but your local beer store that has those six packs sitting right up against the fluorescent lights at the front of the cabinet. What? They could skunk just as easily. So, so my, my uh, favorite uh, local bottle shop that likes to put their bombers out, laying them as though they're bottles of wine with the fluorescent lights beating down on all of them are just destroying their inventory. Yes. Here's, here's what I recommend. We drink in complete darkness from now on. Agreed. There is in Asheville, a, Turning an out event lights. where you Shut can it down. drink in darkness. <laughs> I mean, clearly it's the better alternative. Okay. This is just <laughs> the only thing that's safe. <laughs> he shut off all of his lights in case anyone's wondering. Bob reminds me of boxy right now. He kind of looks like Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah, that was more true when my hair was still there. <laughs> oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to send you a, an image now uh, from Know Your Meme so that it makes sense what I'm talking about. It's fine. Moving on. <laughs> so from what light can do to a beer, the way it can strike it and the way it can, can cause this process to happen where your, your beer turns skunky, we're moving on to the last of the way we've treated them badly here into I'm oxidation afraid. territory. Chris, I'm afeard. I am as well, but after that last one, I don't know how much worse he could get. You can't say that. But Jesus. So this is the one you recapped. This is the silver cap, correct? 
Yes, okay. this he is a recap. pure rust into this one. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> this is where those uh, those uh, roofies went. <laughs> We've had good uh, good hisses. Everything's been well carved. I didn't I don't I don't smell dankness. I know I'm not recoiling just from opening the beer. <laughs> it looks normal. I mean, clear my palate real fast. Oh, so, just take a smell of this first and see what you smell. Um, oh. Went back to the control again. Yeah. Hold on. I have to I have to do a side-by-side color comparison. It looks the same to... Oh. Well, no, it doesn't. Mm. Never mind. Ignore me. When Chris Ignore held his up, I, it's darker. It does look yeah, darker. Yeah, just a little bit. So oxidation will darken your beer over time, or it'll it'll create some of the processes that will cause the beer to darken up a little bit. Actually, so I, I haven't taken a sip yet. Neither just kind of, I just kind of sniffed it in, and it it does have a, a little faint, like metalish smell. I'm guessing. Oh. So I want to say it smells savory, almost like a gravy. Kind ah. of. I am. Get, I, I get definitely... where you're coming from from there, but. I want to smell. <laughs> All right. That's the only thing I can do. I'll bring the control over. Here's the control. So oxidation um, can come from a number of different places. And oxidation is a process that will happen to just about every beer. But the problem is how fast it happens and what you're letting that beer do. So... For most beers, you're finding the bottler will try their best to reduce the amount of oxygen that's in the bottle and they'll try or in the can and they'll try to reduce that from the start. Now, oxygen will enter every beer either through that bottling process or that uh, brewing process or the storing process. They're, they're pretty much no beer is going to be void of oxygen ingress. Bottles are the easiest to purge. So you put a put a, a kind of a hose down in there and it fills it up with CO2. And then you put your beer in and you cap what's called capping on foam. You let it foam up and then you put the cap over top of it. Hmm. Then there's cans that you try to put CO2 into it. But then when you cap it, you can't cap on. I mean, you can cap on foam, but it's still going to have just because of the way a can is made. You're still going to get more oxygen in in the beginning of a canning process than you will with the bottling process the key factor comes in when you look at the under cap of a bottle versus what's going on with a can you look at under the bottle you'll have a gasket right there and that gasket tries to prevent anything from coming in and out of the bottle and that's trying to prevent co2 from coming out and oxygen from coming in but due to some science laws out there partial pressures you can actually have oxygen leaking in without CO2 having to come out and because they're trying to balance the pressures. Hmm. So that gasket is not perfectly sealed, and so you can get oxygen coming into the bottle even with it being sealed with a gasket. Hmm. With a can, they're much better sealed, and it's almost like a weld. So once you seal up a can, you pretty much don't get any more oxygen in after the fact. But what oxygen you start with is what oxygen you have. Hmm. Kegging is the best because you can actually close transfer the whole way. 
Mm-hmm. So you can hook a hose up and it's it's there's no leakage of air into it. There's no way for air to get in. You purge it completely and then you let it come out. Now, what oxidation does in most of those light beers and the way it's always been written on the off flavor guides is it's going to taste like wet cardboard. Yeah. That's going to be more of the traditional flavor that you'll get in Bud, Miller, Coors, some of the lighter beers out there. You'll also start to pick up caramel and like a caramel flavor. Um, it, it almost tastes a little bit sweeter. Okay. And that's some of the darkening that you get. You get a little bit more sweeter flavor. Beers with a lot of hops in them, those hops will start to die out and you'll get more, not really maltiness, but just a carameliness hmm. there toward the end. I'm getting, so after trying this oxidized version, I'm getting extreme soapiness. Yeah, yeah I can like get that too. over the top soapiness, which is not, like, because there are some hops that are going to give you a soapy it, quality, but it the, also has a, the good oh, one good. is not soapy in the least. Yep. It's got a very cloying, drying effect as yeah. well. Like, like, my tongue doesn't feel right. No, not, <laughs> not in the least. That is bad and the only thing that i did to this was i just injected pure oxygen into it i've got a i've got for my brewing uh, home brewing stuff i've got a uh, wand that i pump pure oxygen into beers so that the yeast has to have it but you don't want to add it in after the yeast have stopped multiplying because they don't need it anymore after that point it does that to beer imagine what it's doing to our lungs (laughs) we have to stop this right now oxidation is what kills us yeah, more or less. I mean, it, it really is. So aging is a property of of oxidation, and so or is a, a way that we age. Um, and so all these free radical things that everybody talks about and antioxidants, you know, that that's kind of the process that they're they're looking at. But in beer, it's a killer, and this can happen as you're starting to brew and and as you're transferring. It can happen anywhere, but. Um, this is why you don't recap wine and let it sit around for a couple weeks. This is why you don't recap a beer. This is why we had, uh, when I was bartending for wine, you obviously don't throw out a whole bottle every time. Uh, we're just mm-hmm. pouring a glass. So you put a special cork in that you yes. can pump air out of. Oh, yep. yeah. They have and those you, things. Yeah. You just... <laughs> and and suck that back out of there. It at least gives you a couple of days. Yeah. Like not very long, like two more days and you got to throw that thing away. But, and I've seen some really cool ones out there too, that actually put like a balloon inside of the bottle so that instead of sucking the air out, you're just pushing a solid plastic piece up against the wine itself. Yeah. yeah that, hmm. that sounds like that'd be a better idea. I think what um, is the Houdini that thing out, that has it. Just pops in your- so Chris, you were talking about, one of your local bottle shops putting their beer on the side. Yes. Now that is great for corks because it keeps that cork from drying out and it keeps that cork expanded. If you are doing that with a bottled beer that has a cap on it, like a crown, it actually promotes rusting. Oh, nice. And so as you lay that on its side, if you're storing your beer, don't lay it on its side because it'll actually cause the cap to rust right at the line where the air and the liquid meet. And so you can kind of get some pitting in there. It starts off as pitting. And then as, as that pitting happens, 
more and more it will cause some micro uh, rusting and then it'll leak eventually. Your bottle will leak. So that's why um, if you've got a bottle, you don't want to store it on it. If you've got a capped bottle, um, don't store it on the side. If it's a cork, you can feel free to store that on its side. Hmm. And some beers are like not a lot, but some beers are corked. Yeah. And more commonly coming across uh, both, as in uh, it is a corked bottle that is also capped. Yep. Which is kind of frustrating. Like, oh, I just need to, and there's no, you go, oh no, it's, and then you look down in the neck of the bottle, and you're like, it's also corked. Yeah. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> no, I've got to, no, ah. So yeah, um, as you are, collecting beer i guess the the moral of the story is the cooler you can get it and the darker you can get it the better um if you can keep your beer from oxidizing uh or or buy beers that you know aren't oxidized very much they will um store a little bit better chris i know that you've got um some of your beer stored in no light low temperature conditions some of it is some of it is not uh i do not have good conditions to store beer here some of some of it is i try to keep everything really important stashed in the refrigerator for now because i do not have a good cellar but jim does have an actual cellar like a cellar cellar so that's where the majority of my stuff was taken when we moved and i no longer had appropriate space for it so i have two boxes of stuff stashed over there What if I were to keep my beer in a completely dark, sealed box at zero degrees Kelvin? I think it would would break the glass. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to freeze Uh, it. So so don't overdo it is what you're telling me. Well, you know, um, I wouldn't freeze it because freezing can actually damage the glassware, but uh, that it's bottled in and then you get leakage on that side. I can't tell you how many bottles I've left in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And shot little <laughs> ice plugs out of the top. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so there's on that side. But the as dark as you can get it, yes. And within reason, forty five degrees, fifty degrees, somewhere around there or lower, best. But cellar temperatures are usually around that that range, sixty degrees, something like that. Yeah, the recommendations I've seen are like fifty two, fifty to fifty two. Yep. So we need to get. Uh, a hobbit hole. <laughs> we live in a hobbit hole. I don't know what you're yes. talking about. But well, no, I mean like really, like just like, like underground. partially underground and like the we are land. partially underground. Uh, I don't think I... <laughs> you're missing no. Uh, we, she we, wants we... a root cellar. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to sell me on it. Look at all these roots we've got. <laughs> so after. It. After tasting what we did to the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and then going back to the uh, the fresh, the control, well treated control, I appreciate it even more. <laughs> you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> until, until it's you, been screwed with. Until you've left it in the sun for weeks, or left it in the heat mm-hmm. for weeks, or yeah, we we've done bad things to this beer. Pumped oxygen into it. You're a monster, Casey. <laughs> Slapped it around a little bit. What can I say? Someone God, needs to bring... I, I honestly didn't think that the light would have that pronounced an effect on it. Right? I knew it would, but like, that's... I, well, especially oh, with I the know. dark bottle. 
I don't know. I, I, yeah, like, I was I was holding out hope that that dark bottle could probably keep that. That no. So that's an ex- I, another experiment to try: is a yeah. clear bottle, a glass bottle, and a brown bottle, and do it a short period, like an hour, in the sun, and then try them, then chill them, and try them, and see just what an hour would do. And that's just uh, testing the glass, or on on the side because some of those beers that come in clear bottles they either don't use enough hops for it to skunk or they use uh these hops that are non-skunkable it's like the extracts and they don't yeah. have the same compounds uh, in them. Okay. Um, that's how corona can get away with it a little bit better going into the glass bottles uh, that are clear right. but i think one of the future experiments that we should do is taking two dozen bottles and spacing them out in 10-minute increments in the sun. And so you take the first one out, and then 10 minutes later, you take the second out and sit it with the first. And so oh. a few hours later, ah. you can tell, okay, at this much time, I can pick up skunkiness. Let's let's put out a check pills in the, in the sun. <laughs> it's already skunked when it gets here. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Not yeah, wrong. so, you so, know, I, I thought it would be a... An appropriate uh, beer for our hundredth, you know, the most classic beer oh, out yes. there, and uh, kind of moves us along to to what we can do in the next hundred episodes, I guess. <laughs> yes, uh, this think is think of what damage we can do in a hundred more. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this, so damage we've done to beer. We've uh, we did all these terrible things today, and then we dumped all kinds of chemicals in them uh, last year, uh, <laughs> almost around this time, back in uh, yep. Utah. Oh, yeah. That one was interesting. I at least got to do that one. We got to... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. All the cores. Taste what happens when things go chemically wrong with your beer. The 3-2 beer. And not cores oh, light. That was wrong. all cores, yeah. So it was horrid because I didn't realize that the banquet cores wasn't available out uh, on the East Coast for the longest time. And it has recently become available on the East Coast. And I just like shuddered when now there's billboards and I'm like, <laughs> try Coors Banquet beer. And I'm just like, oh, I just keep thinking of the, was it Mercapitan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sewer. The poo. Poopy. But the one that tasted like, was it like apples or something? That one was fine. Acid <laughs> aldehyde. Yep. Yeah. Some. Uh, yeah. That's, that's more of a cider flavor and, and yeah. Kind of more classic. Like it was, it was good for that style of beer, actually. <laughs> it, it, yes, it actually <laughs> lagers do have a lot of that to begin with. Um, if you don't properly age a lager, that beer already had a bunch of that in it whenever it was first made, and then they had to lager it hmm. in order for the yeast to clean it up. And so, okay. um, it's kind of traditional to that style if if you don't let it clean itself up. Gotcha. All right. Well, guys. Uh, this has been fun. A hundred episodes. I'm still. I know. How are it's, you all still listening to us? <laughs> so we've we've gone through many iterations of the show, many yeah. episodes, and we still have a lot of topics that we've got on our list that we can still cover. So a lot crazy. of them wine, surprisingly. Well, and so many distilleries, well, and I know we've mm-hmm. missed some breweries and stuff. Like we've got a bunch of stuff on the list. Well, yeah. uh, here's a uh, cheers to a hundred more guys. Sláinte. 99 <laughs> bottles of beer on the wall. 99, 99 bottles of beer. Why didn't yeah, we yeah. do that? <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, that could be our outro. 
Like, I'm not that oh, fast, yes. guys. Well, I guess uh, we're all drinking know. the same except for Brittany. What are you having today, Brittany? Uh, I'm boring. I, I just, I'm just got a seltzer water. I was going to go get uh, a smoothie, but we had, we did like Brenner and it was a lot of food and I'm still kind of full-ish. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I had a, I had a Mexican Coke because I have an addiction right now. Like all I ever want is cola for some reason. And I want to get the Mexican Coke specifically. Um, cola. Yeah. So, but right now I just had, I just finished my strawberry guava Dasani sparkling water. Well, boring <laughs> i like guava guava's good flavor hmm. so much in that oh just... with with our brenner we took uh what was it It was half and the half agave syrup the uh pure agave and maple syrup to put on the pancakes yeah pretty pretty more, good that's uh, you know here's my prediction 100 episodes from now because it'll be two years down the road yeah um i'm going to predict that new england ipas are out and agave based malt beverages are in like instead of just barrel aging something with a like a tequila barrel like part of the sugar that goes into it will be agave i'm for maybe it. yeah i'm I'm, I'm, for I'm, I'm hoping for a southwestern style something i don't know mm. the new england ipas you need a southwestern something Ooh. Like maybe uh Cerveza makes a comeback and Before it's... we go, Casey, are you are you down with the Brute IPA? Which one? The Brute IPA. The new it's fully fermented <sighs> out and it's supposed to be super, super clean. It's like yeah, it's the West I Coast think, answer to the New England. I think that was the whole I think it was just we're gonna make our own. New England popular well. We've hated New England the last two years. Uh <laughs> we're gonna make something that's the anti New England. Yeah, um, pretty much is. I've not, no. gone, I've not tried one yet. I'm not, and I, I don't think I have either. I don't think I've, I, I think I would remember it, um, but it is alcohol, so who knows? <laughs> um, so uh, I don't like the idea. What well, I've, hmm, I was on a flight, a lot of hedging through LAX five or six Ace. years ago, and we at the airport bar, I was able to get a beer on tap that was an IPA. And in my untapped review, I put, this has no maltiness, no sweetness. This is horrible. And rated it like one or two stars. And at first I was like, is this the West Coast normal style? Because everybody was talking about them being very dry. And I just think that that beer had something wrong with it. <laughs> and this yeah. beer that they're making just is beer that is made like it's a beer that has something wrong with it. <laughs> Which is exactly what New England's are. And that's I the know. argument against them. It's like, no, it's it's not supposed to be like that. <laughs> it's not supposed to be, but I still think I, I don't think it's gonna be as popular, you know, going right. forward, but it's still a good go to. Like it, I still really like the it's a good summer beer or spring beer, just because of like the citrus that you're inevitably gonna get with it. Some um, beer makes me feel <laughs> fine. Uh, I don't know. I still like them, but um, but yeah, it, you know, everything has its moment. Like you, after a while, you're just like, okay, I need to have something else. It's true. I would, I think, enjoy it more if you took out the hops or made them very minimal. Mm. Kept the carbonation and the high alcohol content and low maltiness and no sweetness. And then <laughs> I like that face, Chris. And then. Use it as a mixer for like (laughs) 
restaurants that only have a beer license and can't serve liquor. Hmm. You use that in place of vodka for a, mo- uh, a mar- not a margarita, but a, uh, a Bloody Mary. No? No. 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 Sorry, my face was, I just I dug my nose back into the one we stuck in the sun in the heat. No, I, I recapped all of those so I could <laughs> dispose of them safely. It's like, and <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Well, anybody got anything before we head on out of here? I think that's it. I hope we have a hundred more episodes. <laughs> there we go. Thousand years, Rick and Morty. <laughs> thousand. If you want, if you want a thousand years of have a drink, uh, going over to Patreon.com mm-hmm. because uh, that's the only way it's going to happen. <laughs> that or possible uh, store purchases. We'll see what happens there. Maybe, maybe we can get on that uh, Brew Dog Network. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. So if you would like to hear more, you can visit haveadrinkshow.com for useful links and info about us. Also look for Have a Drink Show on social media, twitch.tv. Don't forget, you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also just use the feedback page on the website. Yes, guys, all joking, fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone, as always, to please drink responsibly and don't mistreat your beer. That, in, that includes no. beer storage. Yes, tr- <laughs> store your beer cold, dark, <laughs> treat it like mushrooms. I mean, hmm. come on, without the manure. Don't, yeah, I said, don't cover them in, in poop. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, but generally treat it like a mushroom. And it, we should... Fine. Open up a beer storage facility in the coal mines, old closed coal mines. <laughs> oh hey, God, we should. perfect temperature. We'd have to get rid of all the dead bodies first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's an oxygen issue. Yeah. No, um, I, I just meant a, you know, it's good for it's good for beer and body disposal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So check us out uh, next Saturday for our next live episode. And of course, as we already mentioned, remember to check out patreon.com slash have a drink show. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time. A hundred more times. Yay. Bye, guys. A hundred more. Rick and Marty, a hundred more episodes. Have a drink. A hundred more. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>